0: been new to come down on the last that was good all right so month of june month of june i know there was a very special month i was born so um anybody celebrating a birthday we missed jacob's was end of may past sunday that's right if your birthday is in the month of june if your birthday is in the month of june
1: remains
0: And then, and then, if you're not afraid to tell a fib in church, keep sitting. Scott, I said, if you're not afraid to tell a fib in church, stay seated.
1: Go ahead, Mandy, tell him. Tell him.
0: If you are celebrating a birthday in the month of June, remain standing. There you go. Now, see there? Now, I know we're getting old, but birthdays are still important, so we're going to sing happy birthday, but I'm not going to make you all stand by yourself while we do it. So everybody else, back up again for me.
1: Uh, There you go. I see you. How old? About to turn nine. Scott, you want to share yours? 63.
0: I thought you was a lot older than that. All right. <laughs> All right, let's sing happy birthday to those. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you.
1: <laughs> That's what we're waiting on. All right, y'all have a seat if you would, brother Joe, please. Brother Scott smiling, but he ain't happy. <laughs> I'm
2: going I know I'm going to hear that later. Uh anyways, happy birthday to all you uh June uh birthdays and uh God bless you for being here uh this morning. Uh we are if you want to make preparation or make ready for Uh, we are going to be um, taking up our uh, missionary kids money uh, this morning and so um, uh, I just want to give you a a couple of announcements we've got uh, camp coming up uh, when I say coming up I mean tomorrow Uh, and uh, they're going to meet here in the morning and head uh, to uh, North Carolina and so uh, looking forward to a great week and and so um, be in prayer for them if you would the lord will protect them keep them safe uh, on the road and then um have a good week this week and not only this week but the camp uh the wilds has 10 weeks uh of camps and so um just uh be in prayer this whole summer uh for camp and um the lord use it to to be uh to be a blessing and a help and kids would be saved decisions would be made um Pray for Vacation Bible School. Uh, that's coming up around the corner as well. Last week of June is when that's going to be. First Sunday in July will be our VBS Sunday, and so uh, we are uh, looking forward to Vacation Bible School. But be in prayer for that. If you're not, uh, if you're not um, signed up to be a volunteer, please, if you can, uh, volunteer for that. I know uh, it'll be. Uh, a lot of work, but it's a, a huge blessing as well. And so um, Vacation Bible School, be in prayer. Uh, if you can't help, be in prayer for it, if you would. And uh, I know that'll be, uh, uh, that'll be a tremendous uh, blessing for, uh, for vacation, uh, vacation Bible School. Kids, I need all the children to come forward. All the children to come forward this morning. We are a little bit low on our kids today. I need all children to come forward. If you have uh, money to go in, this is the time. First of the month, we come and and uh, collect money. uh, All the money that comes in during this time. Uh, Come on, Trey, get down here and uh, comes comes in for this. Goes out at Christmas time for for. Oh, that was funny. Not that Trey. Hey, Trey. Um, He's a little older than the kid. I just got that when I saw you smile. Um, Hold on, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, The money that comes in uh, goes out for Christmas for all our kids, and uh, we're so excited to be able to do that and be a help at Christmas time for our missionary children. That's what this is is for. So if you have money uh, that you need to put uh, in um, uh, one of these buckets, raise your hand. Kids, go on out, find a a hand. Some of y'all go this way, some of y'all go that way. Just kind of keep your hand up for a second
1: until they come by and, and get it from you. If you can deny one of these kids, shame on you. Kids are cute. All right, raise it up. If you got, if you got, if you got money, you got some more, guys, look out for the hands. Take just a
2: few minutes longer this time, because we have a few less kids today. First of every month, we do this until we get closer to Christmas time, and then we do it a little bit more often, uh, just before Christmas, uh, to be able to send out a nice check, uh, a nice check for the uh, kids.
1: Anybody else we missed anybody? All right, kids, you can bring them back down forward. Give them to to Brother Don. Thank
2: you, kids, for doing it. They enjoy doing it. I enjoy watching them do it. They're so excited. I wish that everybody that was giving was as excited as the kids who are taking it. Because God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. And so, what a blessing. Thank you for having a part in that. And again, all this money that comes in gets counted up and all goes towards um, our uh, missionaries uh, that have children that are 18 years old and younger. Um, and uh, usually uh, our missions does so well. So if you, if you give to Faith Promise, please continue to do so because at the end of the year, um, if we have money left over, uh, we also are able to send out a check uh, an extra check uh, for um, our, our missionaries as well, and um, and then our missionary families, they get an extra check with the with the um, change in money that comes in uh, for the missionary kids, and so huge blessing to them, and uh, lets them know that uh, that we care about them at Rankin Baptist Temple, and that we are uh, praying. Uh, for them. At this time, I'd like to recognize our visitors. Your first time with us here at Rinkin Baptist Temple. We'd like to recognize you. Any first-time visitors with us this morning? I don't believe
1: I saw any first-time visitors. We do have a little baby. First time.
2: Cute as a button. You did a sprinkle for the baby, and so that's what that sprinkle was for, and so we're Sprinkle, I love that. So, now you, now you upset the baby. Good job, Brother Don. Anyways, um, at this time, we're going to take up our offering. Hope you came prepared to give in the offering. Let's be faithful. As God has blessed us to remember our tithes, offerings, missions, all the opportunities that we have to give back a portion of what God has blessed us with. Let's be faithful stewards uh, with uh, that uh, money. Brother Don Tompkins,
1: would you pray this morning for our offering and our services, please, sir? All right, I got
2: one more thing I need to do before we go ahead and start um, uh, our singing again and our uh, shaking hands time. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Don and Miss Rachel Tompkins to come forward. Sorry, Miss Rachel, come on. No warning. Yes, come on. Can't tell the preacher no. Pretty sure that's illegal. So So, um, I had uh, Brother um, Brown, who is the president of AGC, uh, stop by and um, uh, gave me this and uh, asked me if I would uh, present this uh, to the Tompkins, and I said that I am uh, privileged and honored to do so. And uh, he asked me to uh, go ahead and read it, so I won't keep you up here too long. Uh, But Chaplain Reverend Donald A. Tompkins, the Associated Gospel Churches, takes great pleasure in commending you for your faithful service to God and country. From July 1982 to June 2013, for over 37 years, you have been a visible example of Christian servant leadership as you faithfully served as a prison correctional officer for nine years and prison chaplain for 28 years. Your faithful gospel witness in ministry and counseling, preaching, and teaching was much appreciated, bringing hope, comfort, and great blessing to many who are incarcerated in our nation's prisons, those who our nation has largely forgotten. The AGC is proud to have represented your sending church in endorsing you to be a prison chaplain. Don, as you retire on June 15th, 2023, and continue to serve after the prison, prison chaplaincy, may your years of retirement be spiritually rewarding both to you and your dear wife, Rachel, who has faithfully supported you in the ministry stewardship that has entrusted to both of you by God. Well done, AGC chaplain. So, and 1 Thessalonians 3, nine says, For what thanks can we render to God for you, for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before our God. And they, sent, they gave him a, a very, very nice plaque. Come on Congratulations! They're fixing to be retired here in just uh, this month, and they're going to be doing some traveling—much earned traveling—and and, um, and uh, we're so uh, proud to uh, call them members here at Rinkin Baptist Temple for their uh, faithfulness, not only in the chaplaincy uh, but their faithfulness here uh, to Rinkin Baptist Temple as well. All right about that.
0: All right, this time, stand with me, if you would, just a couple reminders. One, they're going to be back at the back, so you can feel free to make your way during fellowship time and shaking hands to go back and congratulate them. That is awesome. No, That's, um, there's stuff I didn't know about you. That is, and that, that's neat to to find stuff like that out. But um, anyway, y'all be sure and congratulate them. As far as the new baby goes, I'm going to be the bad guy, um, just because I I had to. Um, but keep a uh, safe... Wow, she's cute. Distance, please. He, he, he's cute. Distance. Sorry, Scott. He's distance. All right, so y'all be sure to shake hands, be friendly, and give a wave to the new baby and, and to the family there. quick reminder too last reminder for me anyway page number 78 for tomorrow y'all fervently be in prayer for safe um, traveling mercies for all the kids and the adults that are going up Um, keep them in mind and throughout the day um, keep them in your heart and in your prayers if you would page number 78 I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. the instruments. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, Oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Beautiful, thank you. Luke and Emma at this time are going to come sing our special force.
1: And Luke, for that, children, you are dismissed for children's
2: church. And uh, we are, uh, as the children go out, uh, we are going to be over in uh, the book of Second Corinthians this morning. Second Corinthians—that's one of my favorite songs that ERM does, and quite a few songs. Uh, With—I think I just went back off. No, I'm on. Um, they do um, uh, quite a few songs with uh, sign language, uh, but uh, that's one of that's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's something about it's something about the 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 lesson of of the sign for the three and one. I, I don't know. There's something about they're not separate. It's there's not three gods. It's it's three and then in in one and it's just something that without even um, without even speaking it speaks that truth and um, really enjoyed that uh, really enjoyed that this morning Second Corinthians chapter number five uh, this morning Second Corinthians chapter number five uh, and uh, title of the message this morning who are you representing who are you representing? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 14. The scripture says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth, ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors. If you mark in your Bible, underline that word ambassadors and right next to it representative representative that's what an ambassador is a representative now then we are ambassadors for christ as though god did beseech you by us we pray you in christ's stead be reconciled to god for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Who do you represent? I can tell you this morning we all represent somebody or in most cases, somebody more than one person or organization. I feel like in our world today, and really in our churches today we've lost identity what do i mean i think that we feel like that we've lost a, a little bit of who we are in christ i feel like that the church as a whole i'm talking about my church our church we're not talking about the church next door i'm just talking about church in general has lost a lot of its identity because we have endeavored to become more like the world instead of like Christ. We've so tried or so sought after drawing people to the church. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We should be trying to draw people to the church so that we can draw them to Christ, okay? So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Sometimes you actually have to draw people to yourself before you draw them to Christ. I get the concept, okay? I understand that. But I feel like that we have so compromised what we believe as a whole, as a church. We've so compromised the Word of God in our churches today, for what we feel like is a greater good. What's happened, though, unfortunately, is the greater good has never occurred. We've drawn the world into the church, and instead of the world becoming more like the church, the church has become more like the world. It's pretty evident. We are more about entertainment in our churches today than we are about preaching. I mean, I like music like the next person. I like to eat like the next person. I like to fellowship like the next person. But we've made music and fellowship and eating and circuses and all these things that we have at church, that we're supposed to have for a purpose, and that purpose is to point people to Christ. We've so had those things that we forgot what the main thing is. I said in Sunday school this morning, I love music, but it's not by the foolishness of music that people are saved. It's by the foolishness of preaching. And what we've done is we've We've turned everything around, and we've made everything a great big entertainment, and then, and then if we have time, we tack on some preaching. And boy, do I use that word loosely in our world today. Some of the stuff that passes for preaching today just makes me scratch my head and wonder. When actual preaching occurs, more often than not, you have people looking at their watch, wondering when the preacher's going to be done. Now, I get it. Some of us preachers don't know when to shut up. I get that part, okay? Sometimes we go on and on and on. Sometimes we repeat ourselves. I get it. But when we come to church, before you came to church today, no doubt you thought, if not consciously, subconsciously, you thought, I sure hope that this week the preacher prepared. I hope he thought that. I sure hope he studied the Bible a little bit. I sure hope he prayed. I I, I sure hope that when he comes, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. I sure hope that God gives him something uh, uh, to preach uh, this morning. I sure hope that you hope that for the preacher. But my question is, did you do any of that before you came to church this morning? Did you pray, God, speak to me through your word? Did you pray, Lord, fill me with thy Holy Spirit? I've had people, more times than not, uh, it's always been positive and uh, thank you for the message or we're praying for you or whatever. But every once in a while, I'll get somebody. I've had people come up to me
1: and say, "Let me tell you something. Um, I just got nothing. I get nothing out of your preaching. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say about that. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you know.
2: Hey, one guy, tell me. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, preacher. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 I never get convicted under your preaching. And and I did say because. I had some of a relationship with this person. I said, "Well, good, well, good news. Joe Springer doesn't do the convicting. The Holy Spirit does the convicting. The question is, is the preacher prepared? I hope so. The next question should be, Am I prepared? Am I prepared this morning to receive God's word? Am I prepared this morning to clean out my ears uh, uh, from the things of this world and to prepare my heart to, to receive what God has for me? Now, I'm glad that God speaks to you. I'm glad that God works in your heart, but I want God to work in my heart. And that's my responsibility. That's the Holy Spirit's job in my life. But if your ears and your heart is already filled with the things of this world, and you're not prepared, and you're not listening, you're getting nothing out of the message because you're putting nothing into the message. Now, I don't expect you to prepare my message. Matter of fact, if you did, I'd hand it back to you. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not interested in you preparing my message for me. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about preparing your own heart. Do you know how many times uh, I've preached? I could preach, listen, I could preach an entire message on prophecy and have somebody come up to me and say, let me tell you something, preacher. That was the best message on prayer I've ever heard. I'm going, do, do what? Did you even listen? I'm talking about end times. I'm talking about uh, 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 last days. I'm talking about, but let me tell you something. You know what that person was? They are prepared. They are prepared. You know what God spoke to their heart about? What God needed to speak to their heart about. Just happened to be prayer in their life. Why? Because when we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God, we'll receive what we need to receive and we'll understand our identity. Who are you? Ever ask yourself that question? Let me tell you something. If you have to fill anything out for the hospital, you'll ask yourself that question 140 times. Who am I? In our transgender messed up world, we are screwed up when it comes to our identity. Wendy watched a podcast. She said it was over an hour long. This guy that was running the podcast asked Uh, I mean, a plethora of professionals, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, surgeons. I mean, people with PhDs, all these really smart and important person people. You know what the question was? What is a woman? You laugh. That was the question. Over an hour long, not one answer.
1: You know what one guy said who had several PhDs? A woman is a woman. Some profound stuff, right? Identity. We have
2: absolutely lost who we are. And if we've lost who we are, now watch this. Listen, I'm going to tell you how important this is. If we've lost who we are, then we are losing who we're representing. My daddy used to say this to me. Let me tell you something. Every time I got in trouble, every time a police officer brought me home, every time my dad had to come up and get me, or my mom had to come up and get me, every time my dad would say this. Now, listen to
1: me. Let me tell you something, son. You're a Springer. I thought to myself, um, yeah, I know. That's because you're a Springer. You gave me the name, Dad.
2: I don't get it. I'm confused. All these years later, I get it. So let me tell you something. something. Let, me, let me tell you what my dad was saying in a nice way. Now, he said it in a not so nice way later, but he said it when I was when I was a young person. And this is what he's saying. Let me tell you something. You are misrepresenting the Springer name. Every time you do something, and a matter of fact, my, my mine and my dad's name are exactly the same. He's the first. I'm the second. He said every time you do. Something, it speaks against my name. I didn't get that. A and and B, I didn't care when I was was a young person. But I wish I understood that I'm representing something. Can I tell you this morning that you represent something? You represent your name, you represent your family, you represent your school. Most of us know that, right? We went down to the, we went down to Anna Maria, down there in um, west coast of Florida, and, and uh, just we just love it down a little piece of paradise. And we didn't go to the beach very much, we because Wendy couldn't get in. She still can't get she still can't get in the water, and and so we just we went down there one time to the beach and got down there to the beach and unfolded our Georgia bulldog chairs. Boom! Right in the middle of that. I mean, right in the middle of everybody. And sat down, had these red chairs, big G on it, and well, what are we representing? were representing? We are representing my team. You represent your team. You, when you go places, you, you cheer for your team. When you go to a, a football game, you're cheering for one side or the other, right? Usually, I mean, you're representing your team. And so you represent your school. You represent your workplace. You represent your church. Every time you go somewhere and you tell people that you're a member of Rankin Baptist Temple, act right. You're representing Rankin Baptist Temple? Grow up. Don't go into a restaurant. Don't go into a restaurant. Tell them that you're from church, that you're from a church, and then be a jerk to the waitress. When we're in Placa, let me tell you, we got to know several of the, of the waitresses. Church people are funny people. Because we want people to be in church, but then we're mad as a hornet if the restaurant's closed on Sunday. Can't have both, right? And so, so we got to know some, some waitresses, and I've had multiple waitresses tell me Sunday is is one of my worst days to work. I said, oh, I know because you want to go to church. Oh, no, 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 no. Just because we have to serve church people. You know how tragic that is?
1: You see, they say they come in
2: from church, they say that they, they, they love God, and they say, I've had waitresses, lost waitresses tell me this. And yet they're the pickiest people. They're most complaining people. Have you... Have you have you seen it? I've seen it. You ever sat down with somebody and you were just embarrassed because how they acted? Were you embarrassed because you know one of the things my 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 dad always taught me? We didn't eat out very much, but he taught me it is it, it doesn't matter if you leave three hundred dollars, you don't leave change. I, I don't know why he always taught me that, but he always taught me that. My wife waitress, so we always. It drives me crazy. Uh, We owe, we way over tap. I tell her all the time, we way over tap. Like she filled up my drink once. It don't matter, give her 30%. I'm like, you're you're killing me. You're killing me. So we always tip very, very well, especially, you know, especially in Rankin. You know why to know why? They knew who I am. I go into some restaurants. Listen, I go into Mexican restaurants, they call me Padre. Yes, it means father. Uh, and I tried to tell them all the time, I am not, a, I am a father to my children, but I am not. Yes, yes, we understand, Padre. And so, and they just, or, or uh, Pastor, they call me. You know why? Because they know who I am. By the way, you live in a small town. It's getting bigger. I get it. I'm, but they, people know you. And you're representing your church. But you want, you want to know something that's the most important thing? You're representing Christ. You're saved. You know Christ is your Savior. Do you realize that you may be the only Bible some people ever read? Ever think about that? You may be the only person that they see and that's representing God. How well are you representing Him? Think about that uh, as you uh, uh, as you look at 2 Corinthians uh, Uh, Chapter uh, number five. Who are you representing? To be representative for Christ, uh, there's a couple things. Number one, if you want to be a representative of Christ, you want to be the right kind of representative. Now you can you can represent. I represented my family. I just did a really really bad job of it. And when they still to this day, though it's been many many years. I mean, I joined the military when I was 18. A lot of people don't even know this. I had a choice: jail or the military. Flip a coin. Yeah, I I joined the military. Let me tell you something. The military helped me. Now, military wasn't responsible for me getting saved, but the military was responsible for giving me discipline. Military was responsible for getting my my act straight. And, And and I tell you something: when I was representing my family. I was doing a really poor job of it. A really poor job of it. You can represent and represent the wrong way. But if you want to represent and represent the, the right way, then there's some things that have to happen. We see here in the beginning of the passage, verses 17 and 18 uh, of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God. Who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Number one, if we're going to represent Christ and represent him well, we need to be reconciled to Christ. You can't represent somebody you don't know. Salvation. It's an interesting word
1: obviously a biblical word, but it's an interesting word. To be saved, what does that mean?
2: Unfortunately, if you ask 10 people what it means to be saved, you're liable to get 10 or 11 answers. We used to, when we were at Trinity, we worked in the bus ministry. And then in the bus ministry, we worked in C Sunday School and we taught classes and And then uh, every week, a group of us, and it would change week by week, would go down to a, a room, we called it the Dealing Center. So we'd go down just before the lesson was over, and we'd go down to the Dealing Center, and then they would ask anybody that wanted to be saved, all these kids, I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids in all these different classes, would you like to be saved to raise your hand? Kid raised their hand they were taken down to the dealing center. And then those of us college students that were down at the dealing center would deal with these kids. Some of them would deal with two or three of them at a time. They didn't like me out at the dealing center because I only dealt with one kid at a time, one kid. And they'd come down there, and I would never said to them, do you want to be saved? My first question was, why are you here? I'm telling you, 50% of the time, I've got to go to the bathroom. That's why you raised your hand? Yes. There's the bathroom. Sometimes they say, I came down to get saved. Do you know what my next thing was?
1: What does that mean? And let me tell you, I've got some doozies of answers. What does it
2: mean to be saved? Biblically, what it means to be saved is to be reconciled to God. Okay? So, sin. Has anybody in this room this morning ever sinned? The rest of you are liars and you're singing in church. You know why? You know why? You know why I know that? Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. We know the verses, right? But no, he's, he's a good old boy. He's, no, no, he's a sinner. No, she's lost and undone. And we are separated from God. Okay? That's what that means. It means separation from God. There is only one way for that relationship to be repaired, and that's through reconciliation. Now, you can try as hard as you want to. You can give as much money in the offering as you want to. You can get dunked in the baptistry as much as you want to. You can join every church and every denomination known to man. But none of that will reconcile you to God. You see this idea in our world today, this idea in our churches today, that I love God. First of all, unfortunately, You have to have them define who God is. It's unfortunate. I mean, secular humanism says, I'm God. Right? Buddhism says, Buddha's God. Confucianism says, Confucius is God. I mean, all these uh, different gods uh, that are out there. Who, Who are you talking about when you talk about, I love God? No, I love the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Praise God. Praise God that you love Him. How do you love Him? We don't ask any of these questions, right? We just take into consideration that they said they love God, they must love God. Can I tell you something? You can't get to God, let alone love God, without Jesus
1: Christ. Do you understand that? You take Jesus out of the equation, there's no equation left.
2: Because there's no reconciliation without the cross. There's no reconciliation without the shed blood of Jesus Christ. See, the shedding of blood, Hebrews says, there is no remission of sin. You have no hope without Jesus. So you could take Jesus out of the equation all you want to, but you have no equation left. And without Jesus, you have no hope. Our hope is in Christ, and Christ alone. So if you want to get to God, and there's that great gulf fixed, the only way to get there is through Jesus. Jesus said this, He made it plain. You know, God always makes things plain. It's man that makes things difficult. God makes things plain. And God said this, Jesus said this, John 14, Asking the question, uh, question was asked, uh, how, can we, how can we know the way? How, how, how can we know? Remember, he said, no, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, I believe also in me and my Father's house or many mansions. Okay, well, how do we get there? How, how, how do we know the way? And Jesus said this, without question, he said this, I am the way.
1: Now, listen to me. If you,
2: if you get a hold of a version of the Bible that says, I am a way? Junk. You know what it says, you know what it means when 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 it says, I am a way? There's multiple ways. I'm a way, and he's a way, and this is a way, and she's a way. When you use the definite article, this is what it says. I am the one and only way. That's what the definite article says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Watch what God says. Watch what Jesus says. No man cometh under the Father, but by me. Now, listen, you don't need a four-year Bible college degree. You don't need a doctorate. You don't need a Bible certificate to figure out what that's saying. Jesus said, I am the only way, and you can't get to the Father without me. Don't, don't, don't push Jesus to the side. Jesus is your only hope. Jesus is your only way. So you're telling me, preacher. How many times I've had people say this to me. So you're telling me that millions and millions of people that believe that Muhammad is the way are wrong? And I say, yes. Well, that's awfully arrogant. You know you ought to be as arrogant as the Word of God? You ought to be as sure as the Word of God is sure. Now, if the Word of God isn't sure on it, be careful. But when the Word of God is sure on it, stand on it. Because reconciliation belongs to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Be ye reconciled to Christ Two things concerning this reconciliation. First off, is the requirement. It's the requirement. Uh, There is a payment due. There's a payment due. Every month, it's a weird thing. When we built our house, we got done building our house and and they gave us, I don't know, a couple months. And then that first month, we had this, this payment due.
1: It's like, oh, man, okay, well, we'll pay it once. (laughs) Guess what happened the next month? They expected
2: the same amount of money. It didn't even go down. And by the way, your value of your house goes up. It's going to go up with it. And you're going to owe. Well, no, you don't understand, preacher. I own my house. You still have to pay taxes. That comes due. We said all the time, listen, there's no way. Our doctor, Wendy's doctor that did, her, that did her surgeries, he went to Anna Maria the week before we did. He came back, and we saw him just before we left to get uh, permission to go, and, and um, he, he gave her permission and said, I absolutely loved it. And he said this, doctor of you know, 40 years or more. He says, man, that place is awesome, but there ain't a place on that whole island I can afford. I don't know that I believe them, but whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, let me tell you something. If that joker can't afford it, I promise you, I can't afford it. I said to Wendy, we were down there. These are some gorgeous places. There's actually some places that were cleared that you could build a house on. I said, if somebody gave me the land, I couldn't afford the taxes on it. Because every year you got to pay them. Every month, your mortgage comes due. Every you drive off them, I, mean, I see. You ever see people with really nice cars, and you think to yourself, "Wow, that is a gorgeous vehicle." You ever see somebody driving a new Hummer? Anybody in here driving a new Hummer? Okay, I'm just making sure.
1: Right.
2: Don't want to pick on you. And I'm thinking to myself, when you
1: when you drove that thing off the lot, I mean. $80,000. $80,000. And it looks nice driving down the road, but
2: guess what happens every month? Like a $2,000 payment. I bet you there are people, out. I'm telling you right now, I bet you there are people out there paying on vehicles, paying more on vehicles than I pay on my mortgage. It happens, doesn't it? And things aren't getting better, Beep, beep. Things are getting worse. It's not wrong to have nice things. It's not wrong to have... You can afford it. Hey, go for it. And that's what you want. Hey, go for it. If I had the money, I'd do it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you every month, you need to be aware it's coming due. This is... (coughs) This is my favorite. I don't have the money, so I'm going to put it on the credit card. So that plastic, right some kind of magic. And you just keep swiping it, and you just keep swiping it and you keep just and it just keeps going up and it just keeps going up and it's not going on my bank account. Right? Wrong. Wrong. And then it comes due and then you're paying twenty six point eight percent interest and every month it comes due. Listen, we have a payment. Because we're sinners and it's due. And when it comes due, see, people all say this all the time. Well, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't pay for your own sin. Yes, you can. It's never, it's never paid in full because you die and spend eternity in hell for that payment. It's that, or I've got, let's just say, I charged up my credit cards. I got $27,000 credit card debt, and I'm, I'm just crying. And it comes due. And I got to pay it. And it comes due. And I got to pay it. And Brother Danny and Miss Monica come along. Say, Pastor, we really want to be a blessing to your family. We're going to pay your $27,000 debt off. (laughs) I'm going to have some questions. But I'm going to say, well, praise the Lord. And all that debt is paid. And so now I... I owe nothing on that card. And when the bill comes in, it says paid in full, and it says zero due, it would be foolish for me to pay my monthly payment. Why am I paying that payment when it's already been paid for? Do you understand that's what Jesus did? He paid your sin debt. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him, that we might be reconciled back to God. A payment is due. Number two, you think about a payment due, but then number two, a person's decision. Verse number number seven of our text. He said, we walk by faith and not by sight. You see, the payment is due. Jesus has paid that payment but we have to trust Him. We have to have faith in Him. Listen to me. If Danny and Monica said, listen, I want to pay that $27,000 off, and i say, no thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You keep, you keep your $27,000. No, 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 really. I want, to, I want to pay it off. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want it. I've, re- I've rejected the payment that they're paying on my account. Can you do that? Of course you can. ain't very smart, but of course you can. You can you can reject the payment that's been given. What's the payment that's been given? Jesus Christ is the payment that's been given. He paid your sin debt, but you know how many people are rejecting that? Two people on the cross, one on each side, right? Only one accepted. Only one accepted.
1: The other one mocked. The other one made fun. The other one accused. The other one said, Listen, we deserve to be here. He
2: looked at Jesus and remembered when they get into the kingdom. And Jesus said, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Because I want you to know something about salvation. Salvation's instantaneous. There's nobody in this room right now. There's nobody in this world right now that's being saved. You're lost or you're saved. There's no in between. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, preacher. I'm working on my salvation. No, 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 listen to me. If you die without Christ, you will die in your sins and you will die and go to hell. You're not almost there. You're there, not. There's no straddling on the fence. It's your personal decision. I can't make a decision for you. I can't say to Drew, Drew, you're, you're saved because I'm telling you you're saved. I can't say to Drew, I'm making the decision for you. I can't make that decision for him just as much as I can't make it for my children. You remember when your children were small and you brought them to church and you wanted to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and maybe they didn't get saved when you thought they should get saved and you wanted to, you, you wanted to save them? You wanted them to just repeat this prayer after me? You wanted them to do... You wanted them... Why? Because you were concerned for their soul. But you can't save your children. You can't save your spouse. You can't save your best friend. Only Jesus Christ can do that. And listen to me. Only you can place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You see, there's a payment due. And then the the person's decision. We are responsible for our own sin. There's a payment and then there's a person. The requirements. Look at the results. There's a new, we're going to talk about this tonight. There's a new description, there's a new de, uh, destination, and there's a new direction.
1: When Jesus Christ saves a soul, he changes them. Old things are passed away.
2: Behold, all things are become new. Though salvation is instantaneous, sanctification is... It's a process. I hope that this year, you're closer to God than you were last year. I hope this week, you don't make the same mistakes you did last week. I hope you've grown. Right? That's what sanctification is. As we draw closer to Christ, isn't it an interesting thing? I mean, this is simply put, but it's interesting. Okay? As long as I'm over here, I'm, I'm by Drew and Casey. But every step I take, I'm taking one step closer to the Brags. And as I take a step closer to the Braggs, what am I doing? I'm getting further away from Drew and Casey. You see, the world, you want to get away from the world? Then, then you can't see how close you get. You've got to go. start walking to Christ. You've got to start walking in the right deci- uh, direction. You need to start making the right decisions. And as you grow, draw closer to Christ, this year I'm closer to Christ, this year, this week, this month, as I draw closer over here, I'm getting further away from the world. Listen to me. If you look like the world, you talk like the world, and you smell like the world, nobody is going to say, she's a good Christian, except for yourself. Does it amaze you to look at social media? Does it amaze you to watch people that claim to be godly Christians and the way they act and the way they talk and the things that they post? And, and you think to yourself, I'm not here to judge you, I'm just scratching my head wondering how you can think you're something that you're not.
1: So what do we do? We represent well. And
2: if you're going to represent Jesus Christ, you must first be reconciled to Him. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Are you reconciled to Christ? Are you saved? Has there been a time in your life where by faith you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Being saved has nothing to do with your parents being saved or your kids being saved or, or anybody else being saved. It has everything to do with what you do with Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now to go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down, and I'll pray for you. I'm not sure I'm saved, preacher, but I want to be and I need to be. I need to be reconciled back to God. Maybe you're here and you're saved. Are you representing your Christ
1: well? How's your walk? How's your talk? How's your direction? How's your mindset?
2: How's your identity? Don't lose your identity in this world. Represent. Jesus Christ, well. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, to instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come this morning? God, help me to represent you well. As I'm reconciled back to Christ, let me be a new creature. Let me act like that new creature, talk like that new creature, be like that new creature. And let me be a good ambassador for Jesus Christ. If you need to come, for whatever reason, this morning you come. this morning, don't wait, don't hesitate don't put it off Jesus paid it all all to him I owe if you need to come, the altar's open this morning you come Amen. Good to see you this morning. Good to be here in the House of Lord VBS meeting next Sunday. Next Sunday morning after the services, Vacation Bible School meeting. So be here if you can, be here for that. And next Sunday, uh, we will have um, in the morning service, uh, uh, the Dyes uh, are going to be um, presenting uh, Uganda uh, with us. And uh, next Sunday, uh, that is... um, (laughs) They, they look right over to Venus. Uh, no, uh, as Venus' son, uh, Joel, and uh, his family, they're going to be with us. Uh, they've been here uh, multiple occasions, uh, but they're going to be with us um, next Sunday going to present the work in the morning, and then Brother Joel is going to be preaching in the evening service. That's next Sunday, okay, for the dyes, uh to Uganda. And then VBS meeting, very important. We're getting closer. We need to get uh, get all on the same page when it comes to Vacation Bible School. We'll have that uh, right after uh, the morning service uh, next Sunday. Hope you'll be back in your place tonight, 6 o'clock for prayer, 630 tonight for the evening service. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you this time together. Dismiss us with your blessing. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.